Yo, yo, yo. Welcome back to another episode of Island Spot Sports. And before we get to our guest today, we have a big shout out for, for Living Sisu. Living Sisu is a platform and app that wants to give you all the tools to have success in your sport. Their main objective is to activate your lifestyle. So for active, it's for active people. Enjoy discounts at, at companies like BioSteel, 30% off, BodyLogics, the Goalie Guild, all his books are discounted. Roan, Lululemon for men, 20% off. Online stretching programs with Eccentrics, one full month free. They got super silent massage guns, 20% off those. And it's a great quality. It's way less expensive than a Theragun. And it's a great, it's great quality. So there's so many more discounts that you guys will need to just become a member to see. So they want to provide you with anything you need for success. So come join the community. I'm a part of it. A bunch of other athletes are a part of it. So it's free to join. It takes 20 seconds to have to get exclusive offers to your sport. And it's definitely worth worth it. So do do us a huge favor and go sign up for Living Sisu's membership. It's free, 20, takes 20 seconds. So go do it and we'll see you there. Living Sisu is a great company. We uh, we know one of the co-founders, Zach Fricali. He's a great guy. He... Uh, He's the co-founder and he does a lot of live streams on Instagram at, uh, at Living Sisu and with a bunch of elite athletes. And you learn a lot from like the athlete's determination, the resiliency, everything to what me, made them become successful. So it's been a great experience so far. So go on. I'm going to leave uh, the link in the description. So uh, go sign up. Yo, welcome back to another episode of Island Spot Sports. I'm Jack, alongside my co-host, Tyler. And today, we are joined by a very special guest. We have our first professional football player on. Jake is a current professional football player playing the XFL for the New York Guardians. He played college football in Moorhead State, as well as a stint in the AAF, playing for the Atlanta Legends. Welcome to the show, Jake Sutherland. How you doing, guys? Glad to be Uh, here. Yeah, we're doing we're doing good. Happy to have you on. Good. Like we said, you're our first professional f- football player. So I haven't had much success with getting sports other than like hockey and baseball, but it's good to get a uh, get a football player on. So it's gonna be a fun one, man. Can't wait. Oh yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. So uh, how how have you been? Like, can you like I know we're in these weird times, but like, how's like training been? Like, are you able to train? Like. How's like the football life on the off season going right now? Um, well, yeah, unfortunately the off season came pretty quickly. Uh, but I've actually been fortunate enough to have uh, a couple of gyms that were open like during quarantine. Um, they're like privately owned. So I was able to like lift and stuff. Um, and as far as like field workouts, the fields are public. So I was able to go to the field as well. Um, so in that regard, I've been able to, like, kind of sustain my off-season programming. Um, so I haven't really had any setbacks, minus just being stuck in a house all day, not really able to do anything or, like, actually work. Um, but other than that, I mean, everything's been good. Everybody around me, my friends and family are all healthy. So hopefully it's the same for you guys. Yeah, and everyone's safe and healthy around here. And it's good that everyone's safe yeah. and healthy around you. So, uh, cause like, it's weird, like these times, like since like yeah. the gyms weren't open for a while there and now they're like limited, mm-hmm. limited access. So it's definitely a weird time to be in. So like, have you like yep. taken this time to like re like be with yourself and just like learn about yourself and like take us through like what you have been doing to like help you um, prepare for the next season, like overall, like in your head, like physically, like emotionally, like all that. Um, I mean, I've done like a few things differently. Um, my girlfriend's older sister is a registered dietitian. So I started working with her, um, like kind of like fine tuning some nutritional stuff, uh, trying to lose a little bit of body fat. So right now I'm a little bit lighter than I usually weigh, um, when I'm in season, which is fine. It weighs pretty easy to put on. Um, so instead of like 255, 260, I'm about 240 right now. And then my girlfriend and I started doing yoga pretty religiously once quarantine started. Um, that helped me a lot with my flexibility um, as well as like my the mental aspect of things. Um, I feel pretty like 
mentally in tune, if you will. Um, but other than that, everything's been the same. Still listening to get stronger and bigger and training to get faster. So, I mean, other than that, it's really been yoga and nutrition that I've kind of focused on since I've had the time to. Yeah, so you said you were, you're usually about 250, 260 pounds, and then you said yep. now you dropped to about 240. So with you being a tight end, how hard is it to, like, kind of keep up in that same, like, weight range since now you barely dropped off? So when you guys get back into season, so how hard is it to try to get back in that rhythm of staying within that target weight? Um, it's usually fairly easy. Uh I think my body, my body feels really good right now. Like my joints and everything feel really good at 240. Um, but I, I think it, it knows that it can handle like the 255 weight as well. Um, sometimes 260 just depends on like how much like water I'm losing throughout the day, how much I'm sweating, how many calories and so forth. Um, but I think it's pretty easy for myself um, just because like, I, I have an exercise science background. So I kind of know what it takes to keep weight on um the reason i i worked with um my girlfriend's older sister is just to kind of like fine-tune some things because i was i usually have a hard time losing like that that football fat um which i wanted to get rid of in the off season and hopefully keep off during during the next season whenever whenever we play yeah yoga yoga definitely does help with that as well like yeah not just flexibility but like overall like as a person just like Mm-hmm. Lose, losing weight and all that and like just gain the like mobility that you need to be a, yeah. an, an elite football player so like what what's your favorite like yoga pose that you've done like there's there's so many that are super hard but like there's so many that are super fun to to do um i mean anything that involves like my hamstrings and hips i like doing like so i've actually incorporated a lot of like the yoga moves that we've learned um, into like my warm up routines for lifting and field work. Um, it's like downward dogs, some like um, hip movements where I'm moving my hips forward. It's, lo- it's actually a lot of dynamic warm up as well, which is nice. Um, but I mean, r- literally, I haven't found like a yoga pose that I haven't liked, to be honest with you. Yeah, <laughs> yoga is definitely fun. It's, it's underrated. Like, you, I agree. any I athlete agree. or non athlete definitely should do it. And it definitely helps helps everything feel good for sure yeah completely agree yeah so uh, let's get into a little bit of football here so like what like what like made you start playing football like did you try like other positions other than tight end and like how old were you when you got into playing the game of football um so I started with flag football when I was probably seven or eight I was playing that in soccer and then when I was nine it was my first year of tackle football it was like junior football. Um, and I played fullback way back when, when I was nine, so 15 years ago, um, which is wild. So I started at fullback. Flies. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, and I kind of played like a running back and linebacker, like up until high school. And then we actually didn't run tight end in high school. Um, so I played like a slot receiver and some wide out and then some outside linebacker as well. Um, I mean, but really what got me into football was just kind of, I just probably watched it. I don't even, I honestly don't even know what got me into football, but I just, I'm sure like I watched it one day with my dad and then me and him went out and probably like threw a football around a little bit and I just kind of fell in love with it and I've had the same love for it ever since. So you, you literally, it's nothing like watching someone just, you know, that amazes you. It's literally just, let's try football. And that's, that's pretty much how you got into it. I would imagine so. I honestly, like, it feels so long ago. Like, I've never actually thought about, like, what got me into football. I mean, I've always, like, ever since I can remember, like, watching football and, like, studying, like, NFL players, like, when I was, like, 10, 11, 12, like, watching all of them. I always had, like, favorite players, but I don't know what – I think it, the game just kind of drew it – like, drew myself to, to it. I don't really know, like, if there was, like, a certain – like player that I was like, oh, I want to be like them when I grow up. I mean, obviously I have like some idols, like being a football player that I like kind of like idolize my game off of. Um, but I think it was just like the, the name football. It just kind of like rang a bell in my head when I was little. 
Yeah, that's awesome. Like how you how you went from there to just getting to where you are now. It's just awesome to yeah. see. Awesome to hear about as well. So I I was doing some research on you and I I read that uh your, your senior year of high school you you were actually injured. You only played one game. It's like yep. take us through like the the process of like healing, like your mindset especially because your mindset because when you get injured, a lot of players like their mindset just goes just goes whack and just like all like the negative thoughts come in like what was your take with that and like how do you like overcome it um yeah so I uh fractured my ulna in my left arm I played one half of football my senior year uh and it sucked I mean I was really depressed after the end of the season or like not at the end of the season because I always had like the mindset that I was going to come back that season like if I had a cast on or something but my doctor would never clear me he cleared me literally the week after um, the season had ended for basketball. And I mean, I was like depressed at first because I knew I was going to miss like some time, like once I found out that I needed surgery. But I always had like that thought in my head, like throughout the entire season until it was too late that I was going to come back for some amount of games. Um, I never ended up coming back because I, w- I wouldn't get cleared by my uh, orthopedic surgeon. Um, but it kind of just like helped me grow a little bit. Like I, I kind of like focused on school a little bit. I focused on helping my teammates. Um, and honestly, what kind of pushed me a lot was my surgeon telling me that I wouldn't play a college sport. He, like, after we had found out that I broke my arm through the x-rays, he was like, yeah, I, I, would be I wouldn't be shocked if you didn't play a college sport because of this and so on and so forth um and that kind of really drove me through a wall so I think I focused on that a lot and that allowed me to stay focused and and be in pursuing like college sports and college football in specific what led you to kind of get to that mindset where you weren't ready to give up on yourself yet even though your doctor and your surgeon were saying it might not be possible for you to play a sport and what led you to really like grasping that like I need to make these changes about school and everything you just mentioned um so I knew that like obviously I had I was always like a pretty good student um so I kind of just like tried to become a better student um and like I think academics play a huge role in studying film and stuff it allows you to kind of um focus on that when when that comes about and uh sorry what was the first question oh what what led you to yeah what led you to kind of keep your head in the game oh oh yeah surgeon and your doctor weren't really sure that you could go back out there um so like the summer going into my senior year I did a lot of camps and I had a decent amount of teams kind of scouting me and talking to me and uh so I kind of had that in like the back of my head and uh, my parents would always tell me that it's not over and I just I just kind of had this like drive to become a division one college football player and I still had that ability like after the fact of like breaking my arm and I knew that like even though him saying that kind of drove me it didn't like affect like him saying that doesn't affect like if I play a college college football or not. So I I think that's what drove me through that. Yeah. That's like an awesome mindset to have, especially since Mm -hmm. like your, uh, your surgeon says you're not going to play college football and look where you are now. You played college football and now you're playing professionally in the XFL. So that's an, that's an incredible story. I also read that you, uh, you were a triple, a triple sport athlete in high school. So you did, football, mm-hmm. baseball, and basketball. So, like, yep. do you think that, like, helped you, like, helped you, like, athletically, like, and uh, especially, like, playing football, like, get that, that conditioning in and just, like, overall be, like, more athletic, more of an athletic person? Yeah, I think um, playing multiple sports has a ton of benefits. I mean, you see all the kids now trying to, like, focus solely on one sport, and I think that's cool and all. Um, if you have the capability to do that, but I think being a multiple sport athletes, even more important than that, just because you're constantly competitive year round, you're getting 
like development and certain skills from a different sport that, that you don't necessarily focus on in another sport. Um, and I just think like the more, the more teammates that you have that are playing multiple sports, like the closer you'll get. And especially in high school, like team camaraderie is one of the most important things. And so like I was, I played sports with the guys that I played football with my entire life. So I, that was another aspect of like keeping me going when I was injured. And I, if I didn't play all three sports with them my whole life, I don't know if we would have been that close. Yeah, so exactly. I think yeah. I think playing multiple sports is way more beneficial than focusing solely on one. Yeah, I've been a multi-sport athlete my entire life. Like I, I play hockey right now. I play baseball mm-hmm. right now. I run cross-country and track. I played basketball. I played flag football. Like I've done pretty much literally everything. So yep. it, it really does benefit you. It makes you a better person as well as a better athlete. And I I cannot say anything like, anything bad about being a multi-sport athlete it's always super fun super competitive every Completely every agree. week and like all all year round like you're being competitive mm-hmm. you're being active you're not sitting on the couch so it it really is like pretty much all all benefits for sure yeah i completely agree so you said you were a multi or no i said tri sport athlete in high school mm-hmm. uh i don't know if this decision was easy or not for you but what led you to continue pursuing a football career rather than a basketball or baseball career upon high school? Um, I think what drove me to pursuing football the most is I think I put the most time into it. Um, I've told multiple people this. I think baseball was probably my best, like, raw sport, like, raw talent sport. But I had put so much time into football that I became a better football player because of that. And, like, I surpassed my level of talent in baseball. Um, and I just – I love the idea of the of being a visual football player it, I think it just sounded better to me and I, I think I was more in love with the game of football at the time as well yeah so that that's awesome like the the benefits as well probably hit you mm-hmm. there and yeah. uh so going into your first year of college like you like you said earlier you had a ton ton of different ideas where you different places you could have gone it's like mm-hmm. what drove you to play at Moorhead State um, so after I broke my arm, a lot of my like division one schools kind of fell off the radar. Um, and Moorhead state was still on, like on the radar for me. Um, they like kept in contact with me. They came and visited me like during basketball season, when I was practicing, I got all the way from Kentucky. Um, and I went down there and visited it and it was absolutely beautiful. Uh, it's very family oriented kind of atmosphere and I loved it. Um, the schedule was amazing. Like we traveled all over the country, which was awesome. Um, and I just, I, I literally just fell in love with it when I visited there and I visited some other schools too, and they were cool and all, but I didn't get to like the same vibe and feeling that I got from Moorhead. Yeah. So then you committed to Moorhead and you, you go mm-hmm. there, play division one football. So like going into your freshman year, like what were some of like the expectations you had going in and like overall, like how was your freshman, your first year experience at Moorhead State? Um, my freshman year was awesome. Um, I, it was, it was a blast. I had a great time. Uh, I was, we were like fortunate enough as like a team that we were kind of like driven towards focusing on academics. So that didn't like slack at all. Um, I knew what I wanted to major in. So I enjoyed studying what I was studying at the time. Um, and like expectations football wise, I really didn't know what to expect. Um, I kind of just went in there and just kind of had the mindset of, of just kicking ass and hoping that it takes notice. And it did. I started like, I think eight games my freshman year. Um, and we all, me and the other tight end that were at Morehead State that came in together, we were the only two tight ends on the roster. So we kind of had no choice but to like be ready to play as freshmen. Um, and I think we were, I think we kind of proved that and impressed, I think. Yeah, I, I meant to say, I love that mentality of yours. Just go out and kick some ass. I think, I think that's absolutely amazing. Yeah. Um, was it more, you said you and there was another freshman tight end of yours 
um, mm-hmm. was it more of like a competition between you guys or was it more of like you guys were trying to strive to make each other better kind of a competition? Um, it was pretty much a competition. Like we were friendly towards each other, but it was pretty much competition like up until our senior year, our senior year. And then some things happened and I kind of like took over the position. Um, but it was, I loved it because I mean, we were literally competing at practice, like trying to better each other. And it was honestly probably the best thing for me to get me to this level because he was a hell of a tight end as well. Yeah. That's that's awesome to have a guy like that just to keep pushing you Mm -hmm. and like that, that friendly competitive spirit, like during practices and games always pushes you and always like gets the best of you, especially like as you keep going up in that development curve, it definitely is like a, like a, I don't know what to call it. Like it's a, some, it's an effect that uh, it's a domino effect pretty much. Yeah. It just, uh, yeah, there's, I couldn't think of anything. <laughs> took, it took me a while, <laughs> but we, we got to it. So uh, you had, you had six catches for 53 yards your fir- your freshman year. So like, what was like that freshman year, like for your development process and like going like throughout like college and then going in the pros after that? Um, so like my first couple of years, I didn't really like pay attention to like becoming a professional. Um, I just was having fun playing football. Um, I, I wasn't utilized a whole lot my freshman and sophomore year. Um, and I felt like I could have been as well used a little bit more. Um, but then I, I kind of started taking shit more seriously. Um, which I mean, I don't know, like if I was taking stuff seriously, but like I just started kind of like, you know, I could like after it was, I think it was right after like the spring, the spring season, like spring football. Um, I had a really good spring practice, like spring camp and like a couple guys, like, I guess just like walked up to me and were like, yo, you like keep it up. Like you make it in the pros and stuff like that. I had a couple coaches tell me that too, to keep working hard. And I think that's what kind of drove me. And then I started getting utilized a little bit more my junior year. Um, and then same thing happened like between junior and and senior year spring ball and then summer workouts were phenomenal as well. Um, cause I stayed up there in the summer going into my senior year and I had a, I had a pretty good senior year. Um, but I felt like, like throughout my whole career at Moorhead, I could have been utilized a lot more. Um, but I, I think I'm always going to think that like everywhere I go, um, and everywhere I play is because it's kind of like the player I want to be. I want to, I want to be gassed out like by the time I'm done with the season, basically. Yeah. There's, there's that kick-ass mentality that I, that I <laughs> thoroughly enjoy. So yeah. uh, you were also on the, on the special teams, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Like, played, uh, was that how like you, teams. like you wanted to be more utilized? Like, is that why you chose to, or maybe your coach decided you to, to put you on the special teams? Is that why uh, you got more time there? Um, I don't think so. I think I just kind of like, I had like a knack for special teams. I just kind of enjoyed it. Um, I've, I've always, I played both ways in high school. So like playing one way was like kind of weird to me, like starting out in college. Um, so I want, and I wanted to get on the field as much as possible. So I just kind of made sure that I would play all special teams and I played all five except field goal block throughout my entire career in college. But like being utilized more like I, like on offense is kind of what I like meant as a, like having more catches, more end zone, red, red zone targets, um, stuff like that. So I was using a lot in the running game, but as, like in the passing game, not so much my first couple of years. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So you said you were, uh, you were ready to take more, offensive snaps in like the passing game. So were you really, really confident in your route running uh, compared to, you know, you said you were putting the running game a lot. So a lot of like mm-hmm. run blocking and stuff like that. Yeah. I kind of like consider, consider myself more of a hybrid tight end. I feel like I can do run blocking and I can run pretty good routes. Um, I feel like that at the time, not as like much, I think I'm at a much higher level than I was in college. Um, but for the competition, I felt, I felt like I could have had a lot more targets in the passing game. Um, like there was one game I played, I think when it was all said and done special teams and offense, 
because I think I was the only tight end active at the time and for this specific college game. And it was like, I had played over 120 snaps and it was in California and I was dog tired, which I loved, but I think I only had like four catches, which kind of like, like looking back on it, like it kind of made me mad, but at the same time, like it was cool because I was playing that much. Yeah, that you as long as you're playing a lot, like yeah, you could that that other stuff can bypass. But as long as you're getting the mm-hmm. time and enjoying it and having fun, like that's all that really matters here. Yeah, that's kind of like that mindset of like I, I always want more like out of a game. I guess. Yeah, I love that love that mentality along with the kick ass one. <laughs> so uh, then going into your sophomore year, you uh. You got you were awarded uh, for because you took your academics very seriously, especially mm-hmm. as like a student athlete. You got to take that as like yeah. it's got to be like a top priority. And uh, you were named to the Pioneer Football League academic honor roll. So how awesome was that to get to be named to that award and show that you're that you're hardworking in both like on the field and in the classroom as well. Um, I enjoyed it. Uh, it was really cool to kind of like get that award. Um, just because I like knew that I took academics seriously. Um, I wanted to have like a good GPA, like coming out of college. Like I wanted to graduate with honors, um, which I ended up doing and just getting that kind of award, like, and getting like recognized through the hundreds of, of football players in the PFL was kind of cool. Yeah. So how important, like, how often do you preach that academics is everything like that everyone should take it seriously, no matter what sport they're in, even if they're in, not in they're, even if they're not in a sport, like, like how important is is academics to you? And like, how do you, how, how could you like preach that to everyone? Um, it's hard. Like when you're in high school, cause, because academics are so generalized. Um, but when you're in college, like I was studying, so I had a better GPA in college than I did in high school. And I did better like test taking in college than I did in high school because I enjoyed what I was studying. So it's hard, it's hard to like be so passionate about, about academics in high school because it's so generalized. You may not like most of the stuff you're studying, but if you go to a college and you find something you're passionate about studying, it's easy to kind of focus on academics because you like learning about something that you're passionate about. Um, so that was like a big kicker for me. And I try to kind of tell people that like when they're like asking me about like college and stuff. Um, and as far as like trying to like, like do good in high school academics is you just kind of just have to stick with it until you get to college. Yeah. It's especially important to enjoy what you're doing. Like Mm -hmm. if you're studying something, you got to enjoy it. Cause if you don't, it's going to suck. Like, let's be honest. Yeah, here. Like, and agree. like you just, just have fun with it and just enjoy what you do. And it, and everything, everything will work out after that. So yep. that's, Completely agree. that's my take on it. Yeah. Going back to what you said about a uh, higher GPA in college and you were better at test taking whatnot. Was that a direct effect of you saying that you really, really started thinking about focusing more on school after your injury? Because I remember you said that you really started taking it more seriously. So obviously that was your senior year. So that, that just carried on with you right in college and you just picked up right where you left off, right? Yeah, I definitely think like that had a little bit of an effect on it. But I think part of the reason why I was a better test taker is because I think I probably just studied better. Um, I had more time to study because you have a little bit more freedom and you, I learned how to be uh, time, my, like manage my time. Um, and I think this, like the ma- my major that I studied just kind of came natural to me. Um, cause I enjoyed like fitness and health and stuff when I was in high school. And so I kind of knew already that I was going to study that in college. Um, but I definitely do think like the injury, um, which kind of forced me to focus on academics a little bit, uh, that kind of translated over to college, I would say, yeah. Yeah, for sure. So then uh, going into your junior year, uh, you uh, – I have this in my notes. You played in 11 games. You caught 14 passes for 190, 196 yards and three touchdowns. While your senior year, you went off for 31 catches and 249 yards. It's like what were those last two years like to help go like above and beyond like what what your 
like what you planned on doing to just get your name out there and just was that the time that you started thinking about like going pro yeah yeah like i said earlier it was definitely like after like the spring ball in between sophomore and junior year um that's kind of like when i had that like mindset of like oh i could do this at the next level sort of thing um and then once i i saw the productivity that i had my junior year um i just wanted more um even looking at it now i still wish i would have had more productivity um in the passing game but i i was still very productive my junior and senior year um and that's what kind of it just kind of like continued to grow and then like my mindset of becoming a professional athlete kind of like continued to grow as well yeah that's awesome and so throughout all your years of college football you had 52 catches and 507 yards so like reflecting back on like on your college college years what was like the best thing about college football that you learned like overall about like either the game yourself as an athlete yourself as a person just overall like reflecting back on college like what what, what were your thoughts on that and like of you being like a successful college football player um i think college football was amazing i loved every second of it um you always hear about like the stories of like the players that have like had like very successful careers or like made it to the next level where there were times where they thought about like quitting because it sucked at times and i I'm sure enough, I've had those thoughts as well um, when I was in college, just because they kind of put you through hell, but they do it for a reason. They kind of, they're trying to set you up for success and to see if you can last and if you're resilient enough. And ultimately, if you make it through that and you still love the game, I mean, why not try to make it to the next level? Um, And that's kind of what I'm grateful for for college. and obviously it put me in a position to play at, at the professional level, which is awesome. And I'm so grateful for that. Yeah. That, that's awesome. How like you learned so much throughout your college career and like you use that towards like being a pro. So like going like off like college, off college, like going into like the pros, like mm-hmm. what was like the process like to sign like a professional deal and just like training is a lot harder, obviously as a professional and, like, you got to mm-hmm. train a lot more. So, like, what was your take on, like, the training from, like, college to professional? And then, like, how do you, like, adapt to being a professional and, like, living the professional lifestyle? Um, so, after my senior year of college, I was still in school. So, I wasn't able to, like, train like you, like, hear of those guys training, like, where they graduate and they go, some, they go down to Florida or whatever for however long before their pro day. Um, but I still like, I kind of knew what I needed to do, um, like to get ready for like my pro day and stuff. So I did all that and I had a a pretty good pro day. Um, I had some teams kind of contact me and then obviously nothing had happened because I, I haven't had like any NFL stints or anything. Um, I've just, it's just been the AAF and the XFL. And that kind of pushed me a little bit further. I kind of studied a little bit more of like what I needed to do. I kind of got into this habit of functional training with my lifting, um, taking the field, my field workouts more seriously, uh, kind of honing in on those con- combine like attributes that you need to focus on. Um, and I mean, I've been training, I've had a few like trainers um, with like speed and agility, um, but lifting wise it's all been myself um and i've had like a few speed and agility coaches that have taught me a lot and i personally don't feel the need to like have like a coach or anything because i know like what i'm doing in my training which is nice um and very helpful definitely saves a little bit of money uh but kind of like the professional lifestyle is just kind of like it's work um and it's not like at my professional level, it's not, it's serious, obviously, because um, I'm getting paid to play football, but it's not so serious to where, like, I can kind of, like, coast in the off season. Um, I would, I, I would be working right now if there was, wasn't for COVID. Um, obviously, like, it's not, like, I'm, like, stressing for money or anything because, like, I've made money with the professional football, um, but it's, like 
I'm like, I'm still working like a, like a normal human, I guess is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I feel that that's, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So do you think that combining literally everything that you've known from the four years and then extra studying for the, your pro day, do you think that kind of made you like really, really disciplined? And then you're saying like, um, after that, you know, it, it it's a business, but it's not as serious as like most people would take it. So do you think that made you like really, really disciplined? Uh, yeah, I think I've always been pretty disciplined as like a human, like growing up. Um, I've never really like gone off the deep end, I guess. Um, I've always like been serious about sports. So that's kind of carried through like up until now, which is nice. Um, and like just, I think my degree kind of like helped me become disciplined in my programming for like the off season and stuff. Um, as well as like my, the few coaches that I've had with like speed agility. Um, so yeah, I definitely think like all everything like leading up to this point has like made me more disciplined than I already was for sure. Yeah. That, that's like, that's an awesome take that you just said there. And like just being disciplined is like very important, especially mm-hmm. as an athlete and like you just got to commit to every to commit to like the training and like being disciplined, like eating healthy and all that. So it's definitely, definitely one of the most important things, especially as like a pro athlete. For sure. Yeah. So uh, you played for the Atlanta legends in the AAF. So like mm-hmm. what, what was your, what was it like playing the AAF and like, Atlanta giving you a, your first shot at pro football. It was awesome. I enjoyed every minute of it. Um, it was so much fun. I mean, we were living in a hotel with pretty much every person on the team. I became super close with some of the guys and some of the guys I played with in the XFL as well. Um, and it was just, it was unbelievable. Like my first year out, I guess it was my second year um, like sort of my second year, I guess, one and a half years out. <laughs> um, it was super cool. Like I was super happy and super fortunate to get that opportunity to play at that level. Um, and it was fortunate that they kind of ended abruptly uh, through some legal issues that we have no idea about. <laughs> yeah, but hey, at least you enjoyed your time in in Atlanta and had a good yep. good first year in the AAF so that's mm-hmm. that's where all that really matters and getting that resume out there for yep. other teams to see yeah so after the unfortunate end of the AAF uh you were drafted in the XFL by the New York Guardians so first of all take me through all your thoughts of getting a second chance but then getting drafted to the New York Guardians franchise the new XFL how, how was that like I mean, it was, it was even more unbelievable um, just because they kind of had that draft a- aspect. I think it was super cool the way they did that. Um, and it was awesome. It was honestly a surreal feeling. Um, and like getting obviously that other opportunity was also awesome. Um, I knew that I would seize it. And <clears throat> even though we ended short abruptly again, uh, it was an awesome experience. Um, playing at MetLife Stadium was super cool as well. Uh, it was ginormous. I didn't even think it'd be that big, and it was massive. Uh, but it was everything I kind of hoped and dreamed as well. I also uh, meant to ask you um, – sorry about that, Jack. I also meant to ask you, what, what, what's, what was it like playing with the former legendary coach, uh, Kevin Gilbride of the New York Guardians? So how, how was that like? It was super cool. Um, that was also awesome. Uh, he kind of had like the insight of like what it is to be a professional. I think I learned the most about like being a professional athlete, like through the XFL and through him, um, just because he had all that experience. Um, and he kind of like taught a lot of us about like being a professional, which was really cool. Um, I think that was like one of the biggest attributes I took away from that like through him. And obviously he kind of had like that, that Super Bowl um, championship mindset. He kind of knew what it took as well, which was really awesome. Yeah. So I would think you we say, would have made a run for the championship yeah, if we didn't yeah, get cut. Cause you, you, got, you guys were second place when you get, when the X one COVID hit, right? Or were I you third? So, yeah. We were, I think we were all tied for first in our, uh, in our division. 
Yeah, because you guys were playing Unreal, and you guys were winning yeah. games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were three and two. I think we we, we ended at three and two, and uh, I think yeah, we were all tied for first or something like something crazy like that. That's, yeah, that that's awesome. So like, take us yeah. through like all like the wins you guys had, and, like the camaraderie of like the locker room, especially like especially I would imagine that your coach, being the legend he is, like he's a mentor for you guys. So like. Take us through like all that and like how it all brought you guys together as one whole team. Um, so like going into the XFL, it was kind of weird because um, like it's hard. It was hard to develop that team camaraderie. But like I said, like I played with I think a handful of guys that I played with in AAF, and I was all like we were all pretty close friends, um, even when the AAF ended. So that was really cool. So like we kind of like had that Nick niche, and then like we kind of drew others in to- towards us, which was kind of cool. Um, and like, obviously he and Kevin had um, implemented some things to where like, we kind of grew closer as a team and the locker room celebrations are awesome. The Bud Light Seltzer Lounge is super fun. Uh, as you guys all probably saw. Um, and just like every win we had, we kind of just like had more fun playing with each other. And I think that's ultimately like what was going to take us to like through the playoffs. And I honestly firmly believe we would have won a championship if we didn't get cut. Yeah, that was, you kind of took my uh, thought for my next question was, <laughs> do you like all the, uh, the extra gimmicks and new rule changes to the XFL compared to like the NFL, which is a little more on the, I wouldn't, I'm not trying to say professional side, but it's, it's, it's mm-hmm. very different. Like my first time watching the XFL, I was like, Oh my God, like this is so different. Yeah. Do you like all the, the different rule changes and all the little gimmicks that you guys had? I think for the most part, they all kind of flowed. Um, I don't think it, I think the biggest thing, like the biggest worry about it, like going into minicamp and training camp was like, is it going to kind of disrupt the flow of the game? Which I don't think it did. Um, I think it was, I think the game still flowed pretty smoothly um, for like all the viewers, whether you're in like, at a game or watching on TV. Um, and the, as far as the rules, I had gotten kind of like a taste of them before anybody else did because I had participated in the Spring League Showcase because the XFL was kind of scouting that. And they we had implemented some of the rule changes, like the kickoffs and kick returns. And we did like the the sudden death, uh, like soccer shootout style OT. And so honestly, it was really cool. I kind of enjoyed it. Um, it was a nice little change of pace, obviously, from like a, a safer aspect like aspect side of things I think it definitely minimizes some issues that you run into like when you're dealing with like a kickoff kick return um and like punts and punt returns are always boring because everybody fair catches so they kind of like like getting rid of that fair catcher getting not getting rid of it but like almost forcing the punt team to kind of slow down a little bit I think helped a lot as well yeah I I think it I think it definitely helped like the excitement part of the game when it was like missing in, in special teams for a while. Yeah, absolutely. And my first game watching a XFL game, like I fell in love with it. Like it's just mm-hmm. super awesome to watch, like especially with like the, all the new rule changes, like Ty was saying and all mm-hmm. the gimmicks. Would you say like that was like one of your favorite parts of playing in the XFL is like all the different rule changes, the gimmicks and like how different it is from the NFL? Um, I think it was one of my favorite parts. Yeah. Um, but I think just like overall, my favorite thing was just like being a professional football player and playing in the XFL. Um, but I definitely think that was a, an app, like a favorited aspect of mine was kind of like using those new rules and like actually playing in games with them. I think that was awesome. And it was cool to see, and it was kind of cool to see the positive feedback that they got through the five games. Yeah, we already talked about how you were really adapting that professional mentality from your coach, Kevin Gilbride. But what about the other players? I mean, these were former NFL players, most notably, who were in this league. And specifically for you guys, uh, former, I know him as Oakland Raiders quarterback, Matt McGloin was your yeah. guy's quarterback. So what was it like being around those guys who had, like, the top-notch professional experience, and especially for you, who you were out there with, a guy who competed in the NFL at a very high level for a couple of years? Um, it was awesome. I mean, I enjoyed it. I tried to learn everything I could from those types of players that we had. Um, and like one thing I actually kind of noticed when I was in the XFL 
like comparing the AAF and the XFL, I know it's, it's not too difficult um, just because they're like the same kind of spring developmental league. Um, but I kind of noticed that like the, the XFL players that have been in the NFL already kind of took the XFL a lot more seriously um, than the AAF. Most of like the, the NFL veteran guys kind of like just kind of said the AAF was like more of just like a, like their next like stepping stone back to the NFL. That's all they could really focus on and talk about. But like during the XFL season, like all anybody was focused on was the XFL. Like none of none of the guys like not not that I even like heard them like talk about it. I'm sure there were some guys that like had that thought process about the XFL too. But like at the guys that I I were around, they kind of had the, the the mindset that like the XFL was what they're doing right now and they didn't really focus on like playing in the NFL next even though that could have came for some of them um they didn't really like like voice their opinion about that which is really cool yeah that that's really cool that like they're just focusing on that that season the Mm -hmm. XFL instead of like thinking about like the going to the next level which everyone wants Mm -hmm. to do but like it just gives that personal like touch even like further since you're yep. just focusing on the league you're in and just focusing on dominating mm-hmm. throughout the throughout the league, especially yep. as like with like all the, like the players that have played in the NFL, it's just it's just I bet it's just awesome to learn from all of them and just yeah get, like the inside look from like an NFL a former NFL player playing still playing at a high level professional football league. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. Uh, there there are some weird like gimmicks that like we were saying earlier but like did did you enjoy like the the mic'd up version the mic'd up uh the uh, when they mic'd up the players and like the sideline reporters like during like in in game like just talk, trying to talk to you like especially after like a play or something like that oh uh, yeah i think it was pretty cool for like some of the players that experienced it i'm sure or like i'm sure it was kind of probably pretty annoying for some as well um, but I honestly didn't even like notice it. I think that was more of just like adding excitement for fans. Um, cause like being on the field during the game, I didn't really notice like any of that stuff. Um, so I don't think it was like distracting or anything. I don't think it like hurt or helped like, uh, like the game. I don't like, as long as it didn't disrupt the flow of the game, um, like it didn't disrupt like the viewers, like perspective. I think it was cool. Um, I definitely think it's kind of cool to have, have like, sideline reporters like after a big play like immediately talking to the person that made that big play to kind of like see like their excitement and their joy um i think that's really cool for the viewers yeah it was really cool and interesting for everyone like i i mm-hmm. enjoyed it and just going into like the brotherhood of like football like especially like your team was doing so good your your team was a was a hot team there for there for the five games you guys played so like mm-hmm. what was like that brotherhood like and like just being in the locker room and just enjoying enjoying coming to practice every day playing games like what was that like uh it's literally just like i mean not this not the same as high school but i i kind of want to like compare it to like high school football because like at the end of the day we're all like the same we're all just teammates like none of us are really like that much better than one person um and it was just Honestly, like it's that's the only way to describe it. It's like a brotherhood. It's super awesome. Like we all have the same mindsets. We all have the same job necessarily. Um, so it's really cool, and it's honestly like makes it that much better. Like I, the, the guys that I had played in the two leagues with, and plus some others. Like I have, I like talk to most of them almost every single day. Um, I was supposed to go to a couple of their weddings, like this summer, that were unfortunately canceled because of COVID. So like it's it was awesome to kind of like meet some of those guys and become like as close of friends as I did with them. Yeah, unfortunately, speaking of COVID, uh, that's unfortunately how the XFL took its abrupt end was that COVID took it out. Um, what were your initial thoughts for that? I'm sure they were not positive, but <laughs> what were your initial uh, reactions about you know unfortunately the XFL coming to an abrupt end after you guys were doing really really well with ratings and uh the the level of play was fantastic yeah i mean i for one like hated it um i've kind of like taken a step back from that like sort of view 
Um, like I know that it's a pandemic and I know it's serious and I know, I know people are dying from it. Um, but at the time my mindset was let us play. Like I didn't want to like end our season. Um, we were playing really good. We were coming up against Houston like that week. And so it sucked, especially because it was the second year in a row for myself and a few others. Um, but looking back on it now, I'm sure it's, it was probably the right decision. Um, and obviously now coming up with the rock purchasing the league, um, and it hopefully getting back up and running soon, I think it was the right decision. Um, so that was kind of like my mindset at the time. Um, but my mindset definitely changed a little bit. That was my, that was my next question is how do you feel about Dwayne, the rock Johnson <laughs> purchasing the XFL? Like I was completely blindsided, but so like, yeah, no, I think it's, it's going to be awesome. Um, kind of having the guy that's, that's kind of in most of our shoes or at, he was in most of our shoes at the time because he had gone through college, um, had some NFL tryouts, went to the CFL, got hurt, his career ended, um, unfortunately. But I'm super excited about um, him owning the league. And I think it's going to be cool. I mean, everything The Rock touches turns to gold, practically. So I think it's going to be an awesome thing for the XFL. Yeah, so that that's just awesome that Dwayne Rock uh, purchased the XFL and, like, mm-hmm. trying to get the season going next year. So, like, what are your expectations going into next year, it, despite everything going on right now? Just think about, like, the positives. Like, what are some of your expectations of going into next season? I mean, I hope, like, my expectation is then for a, to have a season kind of, like, at the, around the same time, um, hopefully, but you never know. Uh, and I think they should keep kind of, like, the – the structure the same. I think they should have like the same flow of the game just because it's, it's not the NFL, it's the XFL. Um, and it's kind of their own brand of football. And so my, my expectation is to hopefully be playing football here in what it's September, hopefully five months or so. Um, but obviously we have no idea. Everything's kind of up in the air for that. Uh, but hopefully playing football soon. <laughs> yeah, we for sure wanna wanna see you playing on TV, and we'll be like, "Hey, we know that guy," and, and uh, <laughs> have had the brag bragging rights there. So we so that can't wait for the XFL to start again. So it, it'll definitely be interesting with COVID, like see where mm-hmm. COVID's gonna go for the re- for the next five months, and hopefully you guys will start on time in uh, yep. the next five months or so. Hopefully, I'm praying. Yeah. Yeah, so I have a few more questions for you. It, it's pertaining to football and like some that are just random questions. So Sounds um, good. let's let's shoot them your way. So what's your favorite thing about practice and your least favorite thing about practice? My favorite thing about practice is probably the game prep. Like it's you're getting prepped for a game. Um and my least favorite thing about practice is probably that there is so many of them, um, especially before the first game. I mean, obviously, like, I have that mindset of, like, practice is more important than the games because once practice is easy, the game should be easier. But it's just – that's kind of – it's kind of hard to kind of get out of, like, the feeling of, like, oh, my God, when are they going to end sort of thing. Um, but I've kind of shifted out of that mindset. I had that mindset very heavily in high school. Um, and like going into my last few years of college, I kind of changed a little bit. Yeah. And practicing a lot will definitely take a toll on your body. So that definitely does. that's definitely hard, hard, but Hey, you're putting the work and it's going to be a fun, yeah. fun season when the games come rolling. So that's all that really matters. One thing that's my favorite and not, and my least favorite is probably the ice baths. Yeah. <laughs> the, the ice baths there. Uh, I'm a huge ice bath guy and like they definitely oh, yeah. relax but when you they're relaxing but like when you get in like it sucks yep. like especially since it's so cold and like <laughs> I'm like I'm like still like bundled yep. up and it's it's <laughs> brutal so going on the next question uh, what's your favorite food your favorite food oh that's tough probably a burger or pizza, to be honest. Hey, that's mine. Like too. a steak. Yeah. Pretty simple. 
Yeah, the, those are those are mine too. Maybe not the steak, yeah. but chicken for sure. <laughs> chicken burgers and pizza. I, I, I eat, eat so that any day. I just kind of like it. If I get like a chance to eat nothing but chicken, then I'm gonna have like a burger or some pizza or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's funny. That's pretty funny. So, uh, what's your uh, favorite type of music? Favorite type of music, kind of like in the mood that I'm in. Um, so, like if I'm lifting, like in a gym, I kind of like the metal slash hard rock sort of aspect. Um, I kind of like that like pregame a little bit too. I'm, I have a very like eclectic taste in music. So I, I like metal, country, rap, like EDM sort of stuff, like pretty much everything. Yeah, for so sure. It's kind of hard to like put my finger on some like a favorite sort of music. Yeah, def- definitely when you're warming up and, and lifting, you definitely got to be yeah. pumping the metal and the rock. That's for sure. Oh, yeah. The hype, the, uh, the hype yeah, pump the, up music. Uh, it's the, it's the best. Going. <laughs> and uh, yeah, my final uh, rapid fire question is: Are you a pregame napper or no? No. No. <laughs> yeah, I, it just I don't depends. like napping before games. Yeah, it depends on the day for me, for like what mm-hmm. I do. But I generally like to take naps. But it just just depends on like yeah. what I got going that day and like how like how how the day is going. Just I'm actually not person. really uh, a nap person in general. I've never like been like a big napper. I don't know why. I just once I wake up, I'm pretty awake. Yeah, I I never used to be a napper, and then college hit me, and it's uh, it's it's much mm-hmm. needed some days. Yeah, I, can, I I took a few naps in college, but I'm I've still never been like a big like nap kind of guy. Yeah. So, uh, Tyler, do you have any last-minute questions for uh, we let Tyler go or Jake go? Yeah. No, I got a few of them. So yeah, you before mentioned, we let you go, Tyler, too. Uh, you mentioned that you guys were scheduled to play the Houston Roughnecks before the COVID yep. break ended, and the Houston Roughnecks were the cream of the crop in the XFL. Like they were going off week after week. You heard about them yeah. and uh, PJ Walker lighting it up. What was your guys' mentality going into that game? playing a, a guy who was literally on fire and that team who was on fire? Um, so, like, I think as a team, we just had the mindset that it was the next game. Um, I don't think – like, you always hear, like, coaches saying, like, your, ne- your next game is your most important game. I think that's kind of the mindset that we had going into it. Um, and from, like, an offensive side, like, we kind of just, like, prepared for a normal defense. So, I don't think their defense was all that crazy. Um, but from like a from like the other side of the ball, um, I mean they definitely had a lot to uh, a lot to handle with PJ Walker. Um, so I think they they kind of had like a different mindset than the offense. Um, but collectively as a team, I think we just kind of treated it as the next game. Uh, my next question for you was, oh no, don't tell me I just blanked out right now. All right, I better edit this out, Jack. Uh, the one that I do have in, my, in the top of my head is, um, I don't think you mentioned this earlier. Uh, can you give us a little background information? Like, where did you grow up? Uh, what were your favorite sports teams growing up? Um, so I'm originally from Michigan. Um, I'm currently living in Michigan with my girlfriend as well. Um, I loved all Detroit teams, um, Lions, Pistons, Tigers. Not a big hockey guy, sorry. but. Interesting. Um, I never, I never actually like learned how to ice skate. I lived on a lake my whole life too, which is weird. Um, I know it was super weird. Uh, but yeah, Michigan, born and raised, living here right now as of now. Hopefully, football takes me somewhere else. But <laughs> yeah, that that's awesome. We we gotta change that. We gotta get you into hockey and into skating. So <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'll watch it, but like, yeah, I don't know. That's, yeah, also, really never too. that's yeah. also really interesting too, since you're from Detroit and I mean, the Red Wings have been yeah. big for I mean, I've always like, I've always liked the Red Wings, but like I never, I've only been to like a, a couple games. I've probably been to like 300 Pistons games and probably 50 Lions games. So like, but like, I think my parents had told me like at one point they were going to teach me how to ice skate. And then like, they both had like injuries at some point. My mom used to dance, do Irish dancing. 
my dad had played some like rec basketball and stuff and softball and stuff. And he had tore his ACL and then she had torn her Achilles. And then like, I think I did like probably just got into basketball or something before that. And they were like, ah, I'll enjoy basketball. And then they just never taught me how to ice skate. <laughs> and that, that's awesome. Just. Hey, hey Jack. Yeah. Go, I, go finally, I, I, I remembered my other question. <laughs> uh, you briefly mentioned, I believe it was when you were younger and first starting to get into football a little bit mm-hmm. and playing as well. You were uh, watching maybe specific players. Uh, can you jot some of the specific players down in your head that you were kind of studying and some that you like idled and looked up to? Um, so when I played, I played like running back fullback when I was younger, um, up until like my junior year of high school. And I love Jerome Bettis. I love Calvin Johnson, kind of like getting into like my later years. Um, I think honestly, like those two, like I loved watching, like watching Marvin Harrison too. Um, just kind of like those, uh, like, mainstream players that you hear about like in the 2000s um adrian peterson when i got older um i think that was like really about it but now like i try to like study and kind of like frame my game off of like george kittle travis kelsey gronkowski like back in the in a few years ago um and kind of like that now that's like pretty much all i watch are mostly tight ends. <laughs> yeah, th- those are some great names you just put out there. And uh, you don't really hear about – I haven't heard about Kelvin Johnson in a while, the Megatron, no. but I, I love yeah. that nickname. And Lord, does Detroit miss him right now. <laughs> yeah, I, I can only imagine. <laughs> Tyler, do you have any uh, any other questions? I think I got them all. Yeah, so uh, Jake – Thank you so much for taking your time out of your day to come oh, yeah, come on the podcast, come on the show, just talk some football, talk talk random shit with us. And <laughs> uh, we really appreciate your time. And we want to wish you the best of luck going into the next season. And we'll be, uh, we'll be watching you on TV. Sounds good. Appreciate you having, having me, guys. Had yeah. a blast. Yeah, me too. We did too. So uh, thank you again. And have a nice rest of your night. Have a good one.